welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I am joined today by Mr. Alex Moran. Hi, Alex. Don't call me a bidet because I'm not here to clean up your shit. We are also joined by Miss Julia Baker. The gang's all here. Now that I've been arrested, I've never felt freer. And that is a tagline for Miss <gasps> Jennifer Shaw. Oh my gosh. The woman has never looked more beautiful or been more free and more just easy breezy lemon squeezy than since she's been arrested by the feds. Honestly, it's like a C subplot at this point. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's Being a very freeing thing. 25 years truly becomes her. It's like how gamblers say like when they lose everything, that's when they feel like the best because there's like a freedom in that, you know? She's experiencing that. That gambler's low. The gambler's low. It just gives you a glow. Oh, there you go. That would have been a great tagline. Look at Say that, that for next week. Okay. Okay, you guys have to guess who my tagline's for. Can we guess your tagline? Yeah. <laughs> People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. So don't worry. I'll throw one for you. Jennifer? Close. Margaret. Okay. Uh, or, or Jennifer. I guess it could They're be either. They're both in houses You would have had to say nose instead of stone. Yeah. I guess I could have said it like this. <laughs> Throw your People nose. People in glass houses? <laughs> this is a beautiful glass house. I love what you've done with your glass house. <laughs> okay. Should we start with Jersey? Do we want to start with Jersey? Sure. Let's get crazy. Yeah, sure. 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 All right. Jersey. Okay. Number one. Gia versus Joe. Oh, Team Gia. Team Gia. Gia. Joe looks like a fucking idiot. Team Gia, but, but, there are shades of a little Teresa in her that scare me a little. I feel like I'm afraid of her becoming full Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she will definitely go to full Teresa, but right now she's winning on the youth card. Like, she's still in college, she's still a child, and he looks like an insensitive asshole, like, elder. I like that his defense is like, well, we're talking about my mother. It's like, well, you're talking about my father, Joe. Well, and also G's grandparents. Yeah, I don't know. Her mama and puppy. Basically, you know, like the rule of thumb, like if you're arguing with somebody half your age, you're already losing. Well, and she looked up to him as a father figure for so many years. He had to step into that role. And so right now he just sounds like a put upon asshole. But I think it's funny that he he leaves after she says like five words. It's like not even... Like, he would have come across better if he had like listened to her say at least two more sentences than he did. Because otherwise he just kind of like storms off. Mm-hmm. But hey, great Gorga content. Um, I was watching it with my partner, Becca. And she uh, said like, it's great that there isn't like a spinoff of the Gorgas. Because it would just, I don't know. Because like that family, it wouldn't be fun to watch. As like a side plot of like this bigger show, it's a lot of fun. But it's so mm-hmm. depressing when you really think about what's going on with them. Yeah, like, growing Gorga would have been a horrible show, and none of us would have tuned in. I think it would be exhausting. Because mm-hmm. right now, Melissa kind of seems like she's on the outside of all the drama. She's the first one to be like, wait, what's going on? What are we talking about? In all of the ladies' drama, she is definitely on the peripheral. Mm-hmm. She feels like a producer plant that's not tied to the producers. More mm-hmm. than any other housewife I've ever seen. That's what happens when she's like not arguing with Joe. She's kind of got nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Well, Whitney gives her a run for her money. (laughs) We'll get to that. Okay, we have to transition. Jennifer versus Margaret. Whose side are we on? Um, I'm on the side of Jennifer's nose. (laughs) Cindy Lou Jen. A side of which there is no good side, her nose? No, especially not the profile. The profile is not a good side. She gets a fix, by the way. 
I have a hard time even focusing on what they're saying when Jenna's there. I'm just the nose knows to not listen because you're watching the nose. It's 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 a bad nose. We've established that. I'm on Jennifer's side though. I think Margaret totally crossed the line. What about you, Alex? Ooh. I think Margaret. I think I'm on Margaret's side. Just because the, the, the flashbacks just pile on how much she brings up the Margaret thing. The Margaret affair. The flashbacks are there just so you can draw a comparison for the new nose to the old nose. She's <laughs> so been flashbacking constantly just to get our eyes on this nose. No, but I also, like, Jen does walk into their home and just starts crying without anyone into Dolores' dinner party. Why are you crying? Just Why are you crying? She started crying before anyone even talked to her. So why is she crying? Gosh, that whole thing was so crazy. And I I really don't get Margaret's thing of like comparing what Jennifer said to her to what she brought up. How can you say being a victim of being cheated on is the same as being a cheater? That's what she's saying. Like I cheated With my husband. My husband and I had an affair together, and that's how we got together. This is exactly the same as Jen's husband cheating on her. But you have to remember her involvement in the Teresa Jackie of last season. Well, that's why I really call bullshit. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm going to hold my breath. You ready? Yeah. I am on Teresa's side. Margaret says it's... (laughs) Margaret, like, went off. (laughs) I know, I know. Hang on, let me get through this sentence. Jackie's husband did not cheat on her. Yes, he did. Wait, no, there's no evidence to support this. Except for how everybody's acting, but that's not even what I'm talking about. Jackie's certainly not taking it on. She screams multiple times, but my husband didn't cheat in every comparison that she's... Which makes me think he cheated. I want to get back to this because something something slipped that makes it seem like, yeah, he cheated. Okay, thank you, Alex. I caught that this episode too. I want Alex to say it, but... I can't believe I'm signing with Teresa. Margaret was like, oh, it's fine what I said, but how dare you bring up rumors at Jackie's party? Margaret, that's what you just did. Margaret can't act like she's any better than Teresa. I know. She's, they're all amazing housewives, though. All right, Alex. Oh, that was a cop out. All right, Alex. Why did Evan cheat? What is our evidence? What is our evidence? <laughs> Well, it was the, uh, they, there's a reference to Frank off camera saying that he knew the woman. <laughs> and that is and what prompted photos. Jennifer to call about it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, poor. So this is why Jackie's being so nice to Jennifer. And also, it Jack- all makes sense. Jackie also, like, had, a, I don't remember what the wording was, but it wasn't the rumors that he cheated. It was like, she brought up, he cheated. Like, she just straight up said it. Evan definitely cheated, and that's why mm. Jackie was so angry when Cat Bending brought up, and Evan was like, let's just stop talking about it. Because he did. But Jackie can tell her kids that he didn't cheat, and poor Jen has to tell her kids he did. Well, this is the weird thing. Jen tweeted out this week, my daughter's guided counselor had to pull her in and ask her if she was doing okay. This is why we just need to keep going. The kids know what's up. It's like, yeah, that guidance counselor at her school is doing the right thing. You think all the other kids in her school aren't talking about it? Well, at least the guidance counselor is given the knowledge that this woman was not an assistant, but she was. <laughs> in fact, a pharmaceutical rep. A pharmaceutical rep. rep, which is in such a different <laughs> class. This is where we... Get it right, like, bitch. Yeah, this is where we like, distinguish like the ladies of the night from like the professional escorts. It's confusing the scale... By which, like, everyone 
knows about the affair, though, about Bill cheating on her. It seems like when it's first brought up, everyone acts like everyone knew this already. But Jennifer's reaction to it... Ten years ago! Yes. Everyone's known about it for ten years. But Jennifer's reaction, like, no one knows... Like, do you think she actually thought no one knew about it? Well, she said she hadn't even told her parents. So I think for her, it's still very raw and not processed at all. I think she gave birth because he cheated on her while she was pregnant. I think she gave birth and that fixed it. And they never talked about it again. I mean, that's what she says. So I really think that... She hasn't dealt with it. So for her, now that they're actually talking about it, it is brand new. When she was confronted with it, she did seem very blindsided. She says, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry to Bill in the car. Well, because she was hoping it wouldn't come out. You could tell they were both hoping that it wouldn't Jennifer's messy. Don't get me wrong. She's messy. She's a good housewife, but she's very messy. But, like, that's fucked up. Like she's not the bad guy in that situation. I will say, though, she should have a little bit more self-awareness to the point where she shouldn't be knocking other people for affairs. If she doesn't want that topic of conversation being brought up ever, she should stop being the one that brings it up and instigates it. That's all I'll say She's the glass house. She's the glass house, it was almost says like Margaret. She was willing it to be brought up. Yeah. Yeah. She may have known it was coming, just like Jin Shaw knew that her arrest was inevitable. I think so, too. All right, one final thought. What I love about Jersey is that they can have a big screaming match. People are crying. And then, you know what? It's time to eat. They all stop crying and they go eat. Yeah, Jin doesn't storm out of the house. No. She stays. Good for her. She storms over to the snack bar, and that's Mm -hmm. what I like in a housewife. Well, we started talking about Salt Lake City. Should we get right into Salt Lake City? Yes. Shaw, as in Jen Shaw. (laughs) So, Lisa Barlow, my favorite housewife, maybe ever. I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm has been dumped on a lot this season. And I think it can all boil down to this. I want to hear of you to agree. They are all jealous of Lisa. They all want to be her best friend. That is the cause of most of the drama and why Lisa's dumped on so much. An interesting Lisa Barlow perspective on this matter, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Barlow would agree. Well, she did scream at them, I am the richest one of all of you. Which I actually believe is true, probably. I believe it's true. Do you think she's richer than Heather? Heather? Yeah, Heather lives in like a condominium, yeah. Okay. Jin Shaw has negative money, so does Whitney. I believe she's the richest. There's reference made to how she was like the cool girl in college when we heard about like how Heather and Lisa used to know each other. There's a certain, like, stigma about her being, like, too cool that makes all of them kind of, like, their blood boil when they're around her, you know? Wow. Well, she definitely slumped their level in this most iconic episode of all time. I think this episode has made it into the big leagues. I mean, like we said last episode with Just Me and Alex, Zion has become Scary Island of Roni, and I definitely think this episode was the icing on that cake. Well, we get a recap of everything Lisa said on a not hot mic because she, well, I guess it was a hot mic, but it was a knowing hot mic mm-hmm. when she called Meredith a whore who's fucked half of New York. Like, she knew that mic was hot. Is it bad that I love that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then <laughs> I loved it too. Mary Cosby calls a Heather. She inbred. says she looks like an inbred. Um, then Whitney is drunkenly running around trying to solve the secret mystery of (laughs) Meredith's dad's 
memorial. And the thing that really gets me about this memorial is we're not arguing over weeks or months. We're arguing over a span of 48 hours. It's either was held on a Monday or a Tuesday. And the honest thing about the Tuesday timeline is we know where Meredith was because she was lounging in a bathtub. That's what I was We had eyes on her. We also know that Mary arrived later because she was lounging in a bathtub when Mary arrived. So all of these mystery things that we're debating aren't really mysteries because we have camera evidence about where everyone was. Here's what it I think just happened. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I so. think Lisa got her days mixed up of when Meredith's father's memorial service was. And when she called Meredith that day, just assumed that's where Meredith was. Because we only hear her say, like, I don't want to take away from your family. I, I, you need to go back to, like, your family right now. Well, we don't really hear Meredith say anything. Meredith could just be on the line being like, okay, <laughs> thanks. And I feel like it's... Like, and it seems valid that Lisa would say that with anything because, like, no one in their right mind would go to a memorial service for their father at, like, 1 p.m., say, and then get a, in a bathtub in Zion at 3 p.m. Well, That course, just doesn't make sense. Don't you have the after dinner and the reading of the will and all of those but things? But according to Meredith, she went to the service, got on a plane, went to Zion, and then got in a bathroom. But she had originally rented that house for her family. Oh, yeah, her, fam- mm-hmm. her family. So she was really allowed to go whenever the fuck she wanted, and maybe she wanted to spend some alone time. What kills me is, Alex, what you said last time, that Whitney is just fucking setting Lisa up left, right, and center. And mm-hmm. even when Lisa's upset, calling people out, Whitney turns it around saying, I called Aunt Meredith out. I said, did you have a memorial for your father? And then we get a flashback. Oh, you didn't, Whitney. You said Lisa was saying that. Oh, yeah. And then what happens in the last scene of this episode where her and Heather are visiting Meredith. And then they put it all back on Lisa after they had their heart to heart with Lisa being like, we're all on the same team. Like, where did we stand up for you the minute they cave? they, Lisa is the Regina George 100%, of Salt Lake City. She's being hit by the bus as we speak. They hype her mm-hmm. up saying, you need to confront her. She confronts her. They all go, oh my God, I can't believe you confronted Meredith. And then to Lisa, they go, we had your back. And then to Meredith, they said, I can't believe she said that to you. They're totally setting Lisa up. Every chance they get. This is all a distraction, though, from the best thing that has ever been shown on television. Ever in the history of television, and that is Mary Cosby's service. The um, twelve people, Julia. The all, twelve people there. I Her did twelve a best quick friends. Count. There may have been forty people. Still laughable compared to when Meredith and Whitney came last oh my season. God. That was a packed house. Mm-hmm. This was barely a soul in the room. The men and women were very much segregated. And then if anyone wanted to know if Mary thought she was God, it was answered pretty quickly in the way everything was worded. Mary says, I didn't call you, God did. And look at who God sent today, pointing to Jen Shaw, a woman who just said, Mary invited me. So Mary clearly thinks she's God and clearly called all these people. Then one woman who gave a speech about how amazing Mary is, how much she means to her soul, how well Mary dresses, also says, you're a facsimile of God, so an exact copy of God, which makes me think they think Mary might be an exact copy of God, or in fact, 
God. God. Also, the teenage girl holding her sobbing, saying, I'll never leave you. I never, I'll never leave you. If this was supposed to be evidence of Mary not having a cult, it did not. No, but she does have a diminishing congregation. She is losing her cult status. You think there were 40 people there? Yeah, there were 40 people. There were at least 20 men and 20 men. Don't you love the spin she puts on it, though? Because she's clearly heard the backlash that she's like crazy and her church is radical. The way she has spun that into her sermon by being like, I guess if this is, if we're radical, we're radical. I guess it's crazy to like God. I guess I'm crazy. I also, uh, further uh, proof of her divinity is when she just, that beautiful, uh, it was pure cinema when this happened, that beautiful tracking shot of Whitney leaving the room, Mary standing in her corner, watching Whitney leave, and then with a smirk go, ah, woman. Like she's just so above everything. She is above the fray. No, it was not above anything. And who I actually felt really bad for this episode, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Miss Meredith. She went through that bullshit Zion trip. You know, like, okay, say what you will about Meredith. That was probably really painful for her and really frustrating. She gets home, and who is there to make her feel better? Fucking Seth? But Meredith is adding fuel to the fire by not just, like, squashing this Father Memorial service. Just saying, yeah, we have the Memorial Monday. I spent Monday night with my family, and I needed Tuesday to clear my head, and I arrived to Zion by myself. And done. And seen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Like, she is just adding fuel to this fire. I can't believe Lisa would speculate, right. says Whitney Who's and Heather. speculating? Jenny, were you speculating? Well, I was on the bus. Everyone on the bus was speculating? Well, we were all on the bus, and we may or may not have speculated. Like, the conversations we have had about speculating on a very much dead man's death is maddening. And yet I watch every second. And I feel like it's all just there to draw attention from the fact that Mary is very much a cult leader and Jen Shaw is very much guilty. I feel like we're focusing on the wrong thing. We're focusing on the wrong thing. And it's because Whitney's so drunk, she's forgotten what to focus on. And she's the woman leading us down this path of insanity. Speaking of clunky exposition, OC? Sure. All right, OC. I'm going to put it out there. Getting brutally dumped on camera is the best thing that could have happened to Noelle because she is getting away with everything. Well, it's like turned her into like this weird like hybrid of all these things. She's the new one. She's the villain. Mm -hmm. She's like the funny one. She's like all these things. It's crazy. She's the crazy sexy one. She's yeah, she really is wearing every hat. She is so stunning. I can't take my eyes off her. She's like the victim that you feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, and her movements are so graceful. As she hand mimes describing a stack of vaginas, I was just mesmerized how graceful she is as she stacks her hands to represent each vagina. This woman is truly stunning, which means she is truly weird as fuck. To get herself in the situation she is currently in. Yeah. Because she could have just been lame and normal. Oh, she's a freak. Ridden through life with a rich man without a thought in her head. Yet, she is fully committed to being weird as hell and has gotten herself in the predicament that she is in. Well, we know from Sweet James and his, um, I don't know what you call it, his business divorce from his former partner. The partner wanted his search history to be a part of their, I don't know, what you call it, business divorce. I'm just going to call it that. 
And Sweet James fought long and hard to have it not. So like what kind of weird shit is on Sweet James's search history? I think we know now. I couldn't believe Bravo was going to show us the vagina stacking photo. But I'm really happy they did. It's exactly what I thought it was. That was Noella's fantasy though, Elizabeth. I don't get that though. Like your your fantasy to have somebody like lay on top your back. Like, I don't know. I feel like the what we saw is way more of a fantasy than what she participated in. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? No, yeah. I, I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. Like, no, because POV, like, not fun. Our no, POV, okay. A couple things I took from this episode. One is that we know how Ryan was inspired to change his name. It was that his own daughter, Cece, at the age of a year and a half, decided to change her name from Vera to Cece. Mm-hmm. And Ryan was like, hmm. You go on. And wasn't as inspired to fully change his name so just merely change a letter or two yeah he wanted mr puppers but that was taken exactly (laughs) he basically just slaughtered a syllable okay so i listened to the bravo docket this week which is a podcast by two lawyers where they actually take the time to dig up you know litigation rival podcasts we're smarter we're much smarter yes we're the shame to this lawyer podcast. <laughs> so Jennifer was pregnant with twins while she was dating her billionaire boyfriend who sued her. And then the paternity test said that they were Rhines. And that is how they split up. And then pers- <gasps> he sued her. So Wait, that- does Jennifer even have twins? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do- when I see those children run around, I like can't tell which ones are twinning it. Well, neither can she. She clearly doesn't like any of them. And they no, don't like her. you're right. So I thought that was just a very interesting edge to it. Jennifer doesn't seem to want to be a mom, nor does she like her children, and it seems mutual. I'm sorry. You you are you talking about the quote unquote fun parent who recoiled at her children laughing in front of her? <laughs> yes. Yeah, poor Jennifer. She should not have put herself on reality television if she didn't want to see where that mirror. They call her boring. They're comparing her to Teddy Mellencamp, which I think is very unfair. Jennifer is bringing way more than Teddy ever has. Do you know who we need to see on this show more is Diana, English friend. Oh, Lisa Vanderpump in a wig? (laughs) I was so taken by her. Yes. I was like, who is this master of ceremonies here? (laughs) She's been on this season twice. She also helped Emily on Shane's graduation party. Mm -hmm. And I am loving her. Bring more Diana. She's a who. I think the reception to Dr. Jen, I think that people are reacting that way just because she didn't really bring anything to like the vacation episodes. I don't know. Otherwise, I think that she could be like a good addition to this group. I think that she's in the right uh, ballpark in terms of getting drama going. But she just didn't do anything during the vacation. She just had her like pains. PT issue. Yeah. <laughs> she's so on the peripheral. Like, she doesn't have any real friends, and she... She's a friend of. She just me, me, me's about her marriage. Yeah. And because she's not getting tragically divorced on a billboard, it just falls flat compared to Noella's. It's the Jenny Salt Lake thing, where, like, they bring in a new housewife, and then if there's nothing really going on, they decide to focus more on their family stuff and, like, their issues with their husband, which is, like, the least interesting type of subplot on these shows. Murder she drew. Unless, yes, there's murder involved. (laughs) (laughs) I could also say, though, that this is a wonderful transition to Heather. Because if she did not have an issue with Noelle, what would Heather's storyline be? How great her daughter is. How uh, great her husband is. It would just be like a PR show for, like, her and her image. 
That's what it would be without Noella. She's a great villain. If she didn't have Noella there, I don't know if Heather would even be in my focus. I think if Noella wasn't there, the Shannon-Heather drama would be the entire season. And how quickly we've forgotten about that. I'm so surprised. I thought that was going to be the entire season. I know. Oh, yeah. I think Shannon's need to have Heather like her is the most hilarious thing. And I need Heather there for Shannon, even if it's a sub-subplot. Every time they're looking at Heather's perspective property, Shannon being like, this is twice the size of my house. This and is ten too big. times the view. <laughs> I realized this episode while well, Emily falls out of her chair into the sand and Shannon runs over to help her, tripping over Emily, also in the sand. This is why Shannon's been on Housewives for so long. Oh. Shannon earned her, her seat in the house. She's an for amazing me. skipper. <laughs> She's so funny. Shout out to my boy Mac Noodles and his brother Willie Noodles, the hibachi grill. Yes! I thought that party was great, and it shows how much me need Noella because everyone got along famously, and it was beautiful, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm pretty sure I've been in that house. Huh? <laughs> I think I was there in college. One of my friends was babysitting someone, and they were in that house, and we had a party at their house. Well, I know. they were babysitting? Yes, responsible to the T. I'm pretty sure I've been in that house. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for summer house? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Craig sucks house. I mean, summer house. <laughs> so, Craig is here trying to win us all back by explaining to Paige, in front of a bunch of people at a pool party, why they're not exclusive. I don't know if he thought that was going to fly, but Paige's face made it very clear it was not. I want to explain why I'm confused. Yes. A bunch of confused feelings on my end here, because, yes, Craig is coming across so horrible, but it's a Craig I know and love. I love him in this, like, horrible state. And Paige was fucking Andrea. I mean, and hooking up. I don't know. It's like, it's weird watching this drama. I also love that she lied to him about being on a date while she sat around her house in pimple cream midweek. She's playing him just as much, if not harder than he's playing her. Yeah. Am I dumb? Because I'm like, how dare Craig? We're watching it through the page lens. Paige is really good at making you root for her. We saw it like last season too, when she was like Hannah's best friend and we didn't like really talk that much shit on Paige. Yeah. You know? We didn't lump her in with Hannah at all. Yeah, that's a really good point, Alex. Mm -hmm. And know what? During this whole thing, Craig is yelling like, don't listen to Lindsay. She's getting in your head. Craig hates everyone Austin's with, as a rule. It's true. (laughs) Okay, so Craig is saying, don't listen to Lindsay. She's getting in your head to Paige. And Paige says, okay, so you aren't sleeping with Kristen? He's like, oh, no, no, I am. It's not that Paige isn't doing the same thing. It's that Craig is so bad at, executing it oh he's really bad that's why he's really bad at defending himself because they are doing the same thing yeah he's making it worse while Paige is being able to be sneaky about it can i just say like you don't have to be cool with the guy that you're seeing sleeping with other people you don't have to play a game you could just go oh that's not for me and walk away like you're not gonna win that she's allowed to be sad even if she was hooking up with andrea who's happens to be in the same house 
See, we're all Team Paige. We're just a oh, I know. likable. Yeah. If Alex flips a 180. I know that she and Craig end up together, but I'm still weirdly rooting for Andrea. I think it might happen. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> well, talking about my 180s, I'm in love with Andrea. I think he's the best. He's like I my favorite problem. To everything he does, I'm like, oh my god, dream about where before I was like, ugh. It took him being slapped by a woman at a pool party, and all of a sudden I'm Team Andrea all the way. His little pouty look going, Paige, help me. I was like, no, Andrea, it's okay, I'll help you. Call me Paige's mom, because I love him. (laughs) (laughs) How can you look at Andrea and Craig and be like, I don't know, it's a toss up? That's the other funny thing. It's (laughs) like when they were talking in bed together, I'm like, so Andrea's like looks wise is like just the better Craig. Yes, but Paige does say Andrea flirts with everything that moves. Where all we know is so does Craig. Craig but is he, having sex with Chrissy Cavallari. Yeah, but he just sleeps with a few of them. Well, maybe Andrea is sleeping with everyone. We don't know. Or Andrea has an inverted penis. That's the only other explanation I could think of. <laughs> I mean, he did stop mid-sex to tell her how teeny tiny she was. That would be jarring. Yes, but I do think I do think he's in love with her. I think he's like I think he would give everything up for her if she wanted him. I think so too. Totally. And he's being such a good sport about this Craig thing. Okay, can I tell you the saddest part of this episode? Yeah, I have my saddest part. You Is it first. Amanda's birthday? Yes, and while watching Amanda's birthday, it felt like we've seen a lot of summer house parties, especially during COVID, where they were getting it up off of mm-hmm. nothing. Kyle's birthday when they faked a restaurant. Adorable. And for Amanda's birthday, there was this weird vibe where they just weren't all in. They didn't care. It was no. like a Tuesday night. You could, it, but it wasn't. But it felt like a Tuesday. Right. And so I was thinking, oh, this is weird. This doesn't have like the in it to win it summer house feel. No. And then when she started crying, I was like, I know why. And she said it felt so forced. And it's so sad. So like. I felt it was forced too. I agree. And Kyle didn't Mm -hmm. get her a birthday present. Oh he can go fuck himself. And then Paige tried. And then he forgot his passport. And Lindsay couldn't go on her Mexican love affair. Because she forgot her passport. This is multiple 35 year old adults. Forgetting to renew their passports. (laughs) Why didn't Amanda's party feel good? Do they not like Amanda? Do they just not in the mood? They all wanted to do their own thing. Like They all have their own agendas. It's not COVID anymore they're ready to spread their wings what do you think alex i think they've all got their own stuff going on and kyle just has a drinking problem and those are the two things that stop anything from happening that is so and they sad. gave it their all but till 8 p.m after spin the bottle they were like okay we're done i know and amanda was by herself and everybody and went home seriously no but they were trying to also book a fun surprise thing for her that that's true five of them left to do this. that for kyle so that's a huge part of the group. And then Lindsay and Danielle left. That's so sad. That I felt bad out. for her because Amanda's our favorite person ever. Amanda's so our I favorite don't... person and she does go above and beyond for every party. And she's an amazing graphic designer. Every time I pop a lover boy, I'm just like delighted by the yeah. can I'm holding. <laughs> Poor Amanda. And I mean like she does marry Kyle. So... Mm-hmm. she's not like a total victim it's not like she's and it was her 30th birthday that's a big fucking deal god that bums me out the, more the amount we gave it. for kyle's 34th birthday versus amanda's 30th i feel bad for her i hope kyle watches was encringed i don't think can i did. tell you my yeah. saddest thing in the episode yes since we're not getting much dimension from alex the producers decide to stage a phone call between him and his dad uh, just to add a little something else mm-hmm. to him 
his dad tells him he needs to loosen up, like go and have fun. He goes, okay. And the only evidence we get of him loosening up at all this episode is when he walks into the house and smells the lasagna, he acts like he likes it. Which we know he's not going to eat that. But he goes, that smells amazing. That is the one little glimmer we get that he's about to have fun, and that's it. I mean, he makes out with Sierra, but he has to because that's the game. He has to follow the rules. Yeah. Alex has been such a weird placeholder spot. Why did they hire him? And he's Andrea's friend already. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's Andrea's friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now that Luke's there, Alex is gone. Alex is just going to disappear. Luke shows up, tries to build a fire in the fire pit when <laughs> no one's going to go sit by the fire yeah, pit. Yeah, we already have a weirdo loner. He <laughs> did his Lukeism within two minutes, and I'm like, welcome home, Luke. He welcome also did another home. Lukeism when they're calling him, and they're like, where are you? What have you been up to? And he like laughs like he has this secret. Which he doesn't, and he's just like, yeah, I've just been home with the family, <laughs> which is true. He loves having this attitude of like, he's holding something from you. It's like when they asked him if he was hooking up with Lindsay, and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, no, you haven't been hooking up with Lindsay. <laughs> he's so weird. Do you think we're going to get a Mia Luke? No. I think, I, I mean, he might try on the last episode. I think he's going to wait for her to like get a boyfriend. And okay. she's like, I'm married already. <laughs> I love Mia. I, I, Danielle is looking like an asshole. Having a boyfriend is like the worst thing that she could have done to her <laughs> no, character. But I, she's giving herself a bad showing. Yeah. But I mean, her falling asleep in a um, plastic chair by the pool was the most relatable thing I've seen on TV. I love mm. when she bought everyone shots. She was feeling the love. I too have bought shots for the entire room and I too am not rich. Julia signs everybody up for a wine subscription. I do. Enjoy your bottle. I felt bad for Danielle when she said Chris Kringle and she was met with two blank responses. <gasps> I know! Come on, you oh guys. Oh my gosh, have you not watched Santa, Santa Claus, Claus is, is Coming to, to Town? town? <laughs> what have these women been doing? Living under a rock? We know his name is Chris Kringle. The audacity. Jingle, burger Meister Meister Burger. Okay, we both I am old Chris Kringle. I'm the king of jingling. I think that's not from that one. I think that's from a different one. <laughs> yes, but it's just multiple times you hear the words Chris Kringle being yes. put together in a Santa Claus reference. Burgermeister, Meister Burger. It's time for awards. All right. Awards. My Wizard of Oz Don't Look Behind the Curtain Award. Named after, of course, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> who is conducting everything is just a man behind the curtain pulling all the switches goes to Whitney Rose for being so clunky with her drama starting she might as well be a small guy behind a curtain with Toto the dog just pulling that curtain open at all times oh my god Whitney I don't know if she needs to get less drunk or just take some acting lessons but Whitney is so bad (laughs) the producers love her yeah She's a producer in a wig. She's mm-hmm. just going to be like a guy named Brian with a blonde wig all night by the end of the season. All right, Alex, your award. The Whitney Rose were all no on way. the same team award goes to Gina and Emily, who keep insisting this episode of OC with the drama between Heather and Noella that they're on everyone's side. So congratulations, Gina, Emily, who I've also referred to as the Heather and Whitney of OC. Just making that really clear. My award is the Below Deck Boson Award. And I'm awarding this award to Shannon Bedore. Boo! Who looked hot to trot on that boat. 
She knew what a bow was. She knew what a stern was. She was able to hop on and hop off to the amazement of all of her castmates. And she was able to put a fender over the side of the boat, a jaunt where you wouldn't need a fender. I think her boyfriend was just trying to boss her around. So anyway, congratulations, Shannon. You looked great on that boat. And I was so proud of you for knowing something. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.